My fellow league members, my name is Corey O'Neill and I'm seeking your votes for SACO Commissioner. If elected, I will honorably serve this great league with pride and unrelenting comical justice. During my term, these beings of shame will be humiliated so much they will never want to lose again. I'm Corey O'Neill, and I approve this message. This ad was paid for by those who embrace the spark. Welcome to the official podcast of the Fantasy Football League, Glitter Game, Embrace the Sparkle. Introducing your hosts, Murphy Rule, Commissioner Birch, and Dr. Chad. Welcome in to Glittergate. We are deep into the preseason. We are right on doorsteps of the regular season. I've got my two hosts with me, as said in our new intro, Dr. Chad and Commissioner Birch. Welcome in, everybody. How are y'all doing? Uh, great. I'm feeling it. Ready for the season. Two more days. So thanks, everybody, for tuning on in. Uh, we've got a laundry list of topics and things to discuss. I know we all had a great draft weekend. Uh, we're coming off of that. It was fun. We had some highs. We had some lows. We've got some good teams, we've got some bad teams, we've got some just transactions to discuss, and a little surprise for you guys at the end that we're going to close on, and we're going to try and make a recurring segment. So without any further ado, we'll go ahead and move on in. Uh, we each have basically a, a moment of the week, of the weekend. I'll go ahead and turn it over to Chad. I think he had his first moment of the week. Yeah, we really wanted to like highlight the worst of all of us, because as much as I love the 11 of you, we're all just massive pieces of shit. But to me, the biggest piece of shit moment was with Birch, who for some reason cannot put together a four-piece puzzle in the idea of a puzzle <laughs> usually has something on it and describes a phrase, maybe maybe a picture. Maybe I could have put like an apple or an elephant on it and it would have been simpler form, but because the letters were just too hard for him. Even though... I thought I clearly explained the directions twice. Now, I will grant maybe we need like a Jeff Probst, you know, a, a real person judging and everything. But again, I figured that a four-piece puzzle would not be hard for y'all to figure out. But I was proven wrong by Birch, partially by Dehan as well, but mainly by, you know, our commissioner. I loved that event. I finished second to last, and it basically showed how out of shape I was. But I also <laughs> liked it. It was just out of the box. It was different. Uh, what I thought was really interesting was, you're right, we do need some type of judge at the end to decide the finisher and decide the placement, which kudos to Sarah. Thank you for taking a list out at the last yeah, minute and, good job, Sarah. And, and realizing that we were, we were missing something. So nice job, Mitch. You definitely married up. Second, it's just really funny to me that Birch, not only did he miss the boat, and he, if you guys go back to our last episode, he explained Chad's event Really to a T, he was like, there's going to be a puzzle with a picture on it that you will have to put together. My favorite part, though, is as Birch is having his just complete meltdown and freak out, he admits, he says, well, I was listening to everything. Well, I did tune out for a minute, but no, this isn't on me. I'm not accepting this. This is bullshit. So dude admitted that he just completely checked out, but he still tried to put the blame on somebody else and deflect. That's right. the best Birch moment I've ever seen. It is, and this is truly the most angry I've ever seen Birch at, you know, and again, his son would have performed better at this puzzle event than Birch did, apparently. Um, but that's the angriest I've ever seen our dear old commissioner. Do you have yep. anything to say, Birch? Well, it had been a long day. 
Okay, that's enough out of me. Very tiring, <laughs> tiring. I just run my ass off. And yes, I tuned out during the directions. And I was mad at nothing more than myself and the situation. And well, we learned a lesson. We do need somebody there at the end. So what's the other lesson you learned? What's the other lesson? Oh, pay attention. There you go. That's That's pay attention to all of the rules. Listen Mm -hmm. to it all. It's a good lesson for everybody of people of all ages. It it was a low moment for me, but you, you said that it was the worst, y'all. I still got sixth. That's true. Yeah, I mean, you, you, got, did, you, you did, went from twelve to six. You did. You that, did. That was after after I thought I completed the puzzle. I walked up the stairs. I sat down. Was about to start writing in the finishing, and then somebody yelled, "I didn't finish it right." Then I went back down, finished it, and still got sixth. Mm-hmm. Honorable. So that says a lot about listening to honorable mention on this goes to Dehan because he was also just as much of a dick about complaining he didn't have quite the freak out that birch did so just a slight honorable mention but he did bitch a lot so there's that again i like this event if i win i'm gonna try to do this event again modified and we will have one of the lovely wives um probably be our uh you know our ringleader for that yeah our, our sticker queen has already volunteered uh to to serve as that going forward so as long as nothing else happens we're good to go uh birch we'll go ahead and turn it on over to you i think you had your uh your moment of the weekend well my moment boiled down to roughly 12 to 13 hours after i arrived well we came down on friday morning had ourselves a lovely breakfast right around 9 30 or so and a little bit after that Trey oh, came down a little bit after that <laughs> eh, he came down it was probably about 10 30 but us being the ravenous wolves that we are we did finish off the two breakfast casseroles i mean that man rolled in and... like, that man rolled in at like an early lunch hour like i've taken my lunch break at like 10 45 before so <laughs> it's fair Trey didn't have. Uh, I, mean, I, I will take a hit and say my wife did say at one point, "Shouldn't we get some donuts or muffins or something like that?" I definitely said, "Nah, we'll be fine." I regret that decision. Um, we did learn a lesson from this whole event, and that is, we need at least three breakfast casseroles, a whole bunch of other shit, and. A schedule in place for when meal times are. That way, everybody knows when the food is coming out. Um, so lessons were learned. Tempers rose. It, it made for an interesting weekend. Yeah, temper rose. Temper rose. <laughs> no, it was tempers. It started with one, but it definitely cascaded. Yeah, there were. There, I, there I would were. Say they met. Yeah, there, there were a couple were other blood blood pressures that also rose and, and voices that rose after the initial one. But yes, there there were multiple. I I'll, I'll fall on that sword. I I got angry a little bit. I I I met I met where it was, but we learned a lesson and we're adults and we're big enough to say we can move on. Um so that's that's Birch's mm-hmm. moment of the week. We'll go ahead and move on to my moment of the week. 
I don't know if you guys have ever watched the MTV show when we were a little bit younger, Celebrity Deathmatch. I love, <laughs> I think it's Judge Mills or Judge Joe Mills or whatever it is. Let's get it on. Yeah, there was a battle royale. Uh, that took, that, there was a battle royale that took place on the basketball court uh, in one of the four games of 21, which kicked my ass, by the way. I, I solely think that I was so sore because of the, those basketball games. But yeah, the my moment, lower back the next two days was actually sore. I haven't had that in a long time. My lower back was sore, but my entire abdomen, like literally from like oblique to oblique, was sore for at least like four or five days. I mm-hmm. I need to go to the gym. But it was so much fun. It was. It was really fun. Um, it was so much fun. But yeah, so my moment of the week took place. I think it was in the loser's bracket. A little tempers also rose. Uh, it was... Kuda Brown and, and Mike T. Uh, there was a little bit of jarring. There was a little bit of bodies flowing around. There was skin-to-skin contact, because I think both of them at that point were playing shirts versus skins. One person had a knife in his pocket. Shit just yeah. hit the fan. Bandana versus Pfizer. It yeah, was it, it was intense. Um, there was definitely some pushing and shoving. If you guys listen closely to the following clip, you can even hear Daniel Post, the postman, narrating it. Just so eloquently. Yeah, so Mike T and Trey, they've They've had a little dust up. They they went through, through some Rochambeau's, through the elbows. Um, everybody came out alive. Unfortunately, we had some cooler heads prevail, and Brando was there. I think Zach was there to be able to pull some people off. But shit got Jocelyn heated. Jocelyn ran away. Jocelyn did run away. Shit got heated there for a little bit. And now we have a rival. Hands look like Wiley Coyote. His legs were spinning as he was coming off that court. <laughs> he couldn't get further further enough away from the action as quick as possible. And to a certain extent, kudos to that. I... Some people are, are, are born to fight, some people are born to run, and Panzer is not born to fight. But the one thing that this, this desktop did provide, we now have a new rivalry. Uh, Mike T and Trey, Commissioner Birch has just nominated you as a new rivalry. So Mike T, you will have the Booty Bowl and the Cooter Brown Bowl going forward. Mm. So congratulations on the desktop. Congratulations on making my moment of the weekend. It was fun. Um, <laughs> And since Kudo Brown took it upon himself to own two of our top favorite moments from Draft Weekend, and the fact that he appears to have pretty much willingly taken on the role of League of Villain, as evident by his repeated use of the stupid purple devil emoji, we here at Glittergate the Podcast have crafted a new tune to honor him. Enjoy. Do you like my new song? Ta tum ti ta tum. <laughs> Such clever lyrics. Oh, melody first, my dear, and then the lyrics, hmm? Oh, <laughs> 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 uh, Pongo, it's that devil. Ah, that's Kuda. That's it. It's Cooter Brown. Oh, it's Cooter Brown. He came down for breakfast, and guess what he found? 
The rest of us should move to higher ground. It's cooler, cooler brown. That glint in his eye, that hitch in his gait, and Post wonders why we're still called Glittergate. Someone really needs to calm him down. It's cooler, it's cooler brown. At first you think the situation's over. The day moves to the next with all things fine. Then you come to realize that glint inside his eyes is contemplating crossing that next line. A physical game, a scuffle ensues. They had to be broken up. I bet they're both bruised. A rivalry is born cause this went down. Thanks, Cooter, Cooter Brown. Uh, it was still a great weekend. Overall, uh, I, I love the idea of us all still having like a big house where we can all stay with each other. <laughs> it was a blast, and I would do it all in a heartbeat again. Birch, that gift that you just—that gift that you just shared—is is hilarious, and that needs to be going in the group chat after after this gets released because that it's perfect. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I, I had a great time with everybody. Uh, finding a house and doing all that, co- coordinating in advance, it was totally worth it. Um, even with the baby, y'all made the weekend really fun for for Lynette and I. Um, we were coming off a stressful couple weeks. Getting a chance to hang out with you guys as much as we love and, and hate all of you fuckers, it, it was everything we needed uh, as a family, and it was just nice to see everybody and get together. So even though it was different for us, we still had a great time, and I'm sure everybody, the other 20 of us, all feel the same. So thanks for the moments, thanks for the memories, and hopefully we can do it again real soon. God, that's a fucking awesome meme, Birch. <laughs> it is perfect. It is perfect. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta send this to Jocelyn. <laughs> All right. Um, so we'll we'll move on to our next segment. Uh, we looked at the three of us looked at the draft board and we evaluated each other's teams, and we decided to pick out a team that we uh, each like and a team that we dislike. Uh, we're gonna touch on the reasons why. First off on the list, I believe we have Birch. All right. So first off. This one's not going to come as much of a surprise to most. I'm pretty sure Brandon's back here just rooting me on like crazy. But uh, my least favorite out of this draft was Dehan's team. Um, to echo Tank, you don't know what to do with that 12 spot. Um, I love you, buddy, but you drafted a lot of problems at running back. A whole lot of question marks. It's sad that you had to hire a hitman to go after Robinson to give yourself a shot at that running back two spot. That poor kid didn't deserve that. (laughs) I will give you, you did go out there and get the best quarterback in the draft. Uh, But somewhere along the way, you should have gone for either Diggs or Adams there at the turn. No, 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 no. I'm totally happy he didn't (laughs) go for Diggs. Thank you very much, sir. It's okay. I'll get to talk about him again in a little bit. Um, you do have some solid rookies on the bench, so you're, it's not all bad. But 
running back for you is going to be an adventure this year, sir. Yeah, I mean, Dean's wide receiver core is not – well, his three starting wide receivers are not bad. Actually, it's pretty solid. Um, but, yeah, it's just his running back core, I just don't see it hitting. Again, Saquon's a question mark. I, I like Saquon. I think he's going to be good. But Antonio Gibson, Miles Sanders, uh, and – that's it. Uh, I mean, good luck to you, Dan. Look, I have Miles Sanders in the Dynasty League, <laughs> and I am beyond not confident in him. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't want to touch him with a five-foot pole. So the fact that he took that on, have fun with that. Um, the team that I'm not a huge fan of, not no disrespect, I love Brandon as a person, but he got really good players, but I think his running back room is a little weak, and honestly, I think think it got worse with a certain transaction he made with Zach in the middle of the draft. Um, I love the idea. The strategy is the exact same strategy I took. You took two stud wide receivers. Uh, yours are a little bit younger and I think a little bit more chancier. Um, Jamar Chase, you're really hoping that he lives up to that rookie campaign again and, and can put up those numbers again. Um, and then C.D. Lamb is still kind of a question mark. He's, he's the number one in Dallas, so he should get those targets. But he hasn't had that true breakout campaign, so I, I, felt, I, I was happy that you passed up on him and I got digs in that second round. But your running back, Cam Akers being your RB1, and then Josh Jacobs as your RB2, yeah, that's rough. Um, and I like the Pollard pick a lot. I'm a huge Tony Pollard fan. I think he's going to get a lot of targets out of the slot this year. But you gave him up for a QB, and now you have two quarterbacks on your roster that I, I would have been fine riding in the season with Brady. I get you want that Burroughs... Um, Jamar Chase combo, but I think he gave up a lot to get it. So, yeah, that's that's the team that I'm not a huge fan of. Um, going into the team that I do like. Wait, hold on, wait, can I go? Yeah, go ahead. Okay. Well, no, I haven't given my team that I. Oh, I thought you did. Sorry. Yeah. No, I went, you immediately jumped in there. And, you know, this was originally your show. So I didn't want to step. It was excited. I'm still getting used to it. I know you were really excited. We're still working on away from football. We're still working on our chemistry here, and I'm just I'm antsy for some football to come on in. But go ahead. Sorry to steal your thunder. It's okay. All right. So uh, this is. It's not that I don't like this team. I don't like the draft strategy that much. So my pick is um, tanks, chacha changes. Uh, Tank went with the hero RB strategy, so he drafted Cooper Cup and the DeAndre Swift in the second. Um, I don't mind the strategy, but I just don't think that DeAndre Swift is capable of being like your anchor RB. Basically, if he would, if he had Taylor or McCaffrey or Henry or even Austin Eckler, I think it's more viable. Again, I like Tank's wide receiver room; it's pretty stacked. I'm not as high on Cooper Cup. Like, I, I don't think he's good. He's definitely not going to repeat like he did last year. Um, he also drafted, like, two really solid tight ends. Um, I don't know why. Uh, but he does have a nice stack of Dak Prescott and Dalton Schultz. But, again, wide receivers really good. Running backs, he's pretty tapped out on there. Um, so we'll, we'll see how he does. Not the strategy I would take. Uh, but good luck, Tank. The, I recall him in the draft room saying the reason why he took those tight ends and a couple, I think he took two quarterbacks too, was quote unquote trade bait. So if anybody wants a tight end or a backup quarterback or a starting quarterback, tanks your person. You can work out a trade with them apparently. Yeah, so. I, but you can't announce 
it's trade bait well, as he, like to everyone. He said it. So now we maybe he didn't say it to everyone. I think he might have just been on my side of the draft room, but I just did. So if you need it, <laughs> go to tank. So you, yeah, there you go. If you need tight ends, yeah. Um, All right. So who do you like? Sorry. Um, again, apologies. I am forever sorry. Um, the team that I like is none other than Dr. Chad. I think he did a good job drafting. Honestly, I probably would have went a different direction as your wide receiver one. I think you took DJ Moore. You originally wanted Pittman, but smartly you realized that too many Colts on your team with the first two picks is a risky strategy, which I agree. I think, I think Post got a really good value with Pittman in the third round. But you sniped a lot of fucking players from me during the draft, and I, it pissed me off. I know Brees Hall was someone that I was looking at in round three. A.J. Dillon was someone I was looking at. Stevenson was, was someone I was looking at. Um, and a couple other ones. I think Pickens was, was another one. So your team is very well-rounded. I think Jonathan Taylor obviously being the anchor of your team puts you in a good spot. So getting that number one position is a good one. Um, and your your receivers are good. Uh, specifically, the the big question mark for your team is Godwin. If if Godwin can come out and, and actually be healthy and, and be who he's been in the past, you're going to be in a good position. And then obviously Trey Lance. Trey Lance is a question mark, but he's a running quarterback that you got, what, in like the ninth round, tenth round, something like that. So tip of the cap, you did a good job. I, I appreciate that. Yeah, I mean, I feel good about my team. I don't think I'll get off to a very quick start, but as long as if my guys hit by like week three or four that I'm, I'm feeling very confident. But yeah, I wanted to take like big swings this, this year and see how it shook out. Um, but thank you. I appreciate that. The team that I unfortunately really like is actually Corey's because me and him are playing this first week. Um, Corey, I love his wide receiver. Uh, his Cortland Sutton and Russell Wilson stack. I actually wanted Russell Wilson as my wide receiver one, but I thought it'd be too risky to have him be my wide receiver one, so mean, I waited for that. Do you mean Cortland Sutton as your wide receiver one? I was about to say, I've never seen Russell Wilson play wide out. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, I, I, yeah, sorry. I had a brain fart. Yeah, sorry. Good catch. Yeah, good catch, guys. That's right. Uh, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Russell Wilson, he can play wide receiver. He's unlimited. His running backs are, you know, he has two stud running backs in Joe Mixon and Aaron Jones. Although I'm not a huge fan of Aaron Jones, I like A.J. Dillon more than Aaron Jones. It's still, he's going to get the touches. He's got Cole Komet, who's a tight end that I loved. Um, I would have gotten if I didn't, you know, get Mooney. And he has a pretty decent uh, wide receiver depth. His running back depth is a little shaky um, with Rashad Penny, Nias Jamal Williams, J.D. McKissick. But overall, I think Corey has a really solid team. Yeah, I also like Corey's team. I When we, we outlined the show, Chad was the first one to jump on Corey, so nothing changes. Oh, I jump on Corey. Nothing time. changes since, since high school. Uh, this has been this has been a recurring <laughs> thing for the last decade plus. But, yeah I, yeah, I thought he had a great roster. I think he knocked the draft out of the park. His receiving core, taking the running backs the first two picks, and then, like you said, his receivers. Having Bateman, I think, is your wide receiver four in your flex is a good one. I think Rashad Bateman's going to have a really good season. And I also just really like Corey's team name. I think he got it from my wife, but yeah. <laughs> Let's ride. Yeah. Well, I'm glad you like Corey's team because you get to play him twice this year yeah. and every year from here That's to right. come. Me and Corey now have a rivalry, which we have decided to call it the Buddy Bowl. <laughs> I like it. 
Have, so get ready, Court, because there's going to be friendship flowing. Have hey, well, buckle up, Doctor Sunshine. There's one thing about this first matchup that's probably not going to be there in the second matchup. You actually get to see Rashad Penny on the field for now. But I have Ken Walker, so as soon as Rashad Penny drops like a fly, which he will, I get to again. I am really prepared for later in the season. First couple of weeks, it's gonna be it's gonna be a slog. Quick question: We've touched on the rivalries uh, and our new rivalry matchups. Are they designated for a specific week, or are they just randomly like scattered throughout the season? No, they're not scattered for throughout the season. Uh, week. Do, 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 do. 12 and 13 will be your two rivalry weeks. And okay. then week 14 is one that will rotate every year. Okay. But you have two rivalry games that you will play the same two people every year. Now, just a selfish question because I'm a selfish person and this is my podcast, or at least now it's our podcast, but it, it involves me, so mm-hmm. I'll take credit for it. Uh, Mitch and I kind of have a rivalry, or is this just like a recurring matchup where we pay, play on our birthday week? Is that still going on this year? We refer to it as the birthday That bowl. is going on for now and forever. I, I love that matchup. I, I love that. I'm about to say, you, your two rivals are Mitch and Chad. Okay. I'm, so, I'm, I'm, I'm okay with that. So <laughs> Chad. Your two rivals. So. What's up? <laughs> What's up? <laughs> we need to figure out a name for ours. We'll, we'll workshop that. Yeah, we'll figure it out. <laughs> All right. Uh, Birch, who do you like? Well, the one that I came around and I took a look at a bunch of them, and this one was different from mine in many ways, considering he started off with two wideouts, but the pairing of Jefferson and Diggs makes Kinley's dad's draft. Ooh. I'm blushing. <laughs> uh, I am blushing. Well, yeah. Well, his is the one that I like the best out of what we have on the board. Um, the pairing of Jefferson and Diggs is ridiculous. The fact that Diggs fell down there blows my mind. That's where I was trying to go earlier with my statement about Diggs during D-hands. I mean, if you're going to get Josh Allen, go ahead and stack him with Diggs. But Kinley's dad, or Murphy found a way to come around on the back end of that and go three straight running backs and still find a way to get one workhorse who has no clear backup with uh, James Conner, who fell into the fourth. And Zeke finished running back six last year. It may not have been pretty on a points per game, but he didn't miss a game. That's almost more valuable. And Chase Edmonds' upside is interesting in that Dolphins – offense Kyler Murray presents to be a great quarterback as usual and he's got depth with Kareem Hunt if Edmonds doesn't pan out it's pretty solid lineup top to bottom his depth is solid he's got a couple of young guys and he picked up Gallup he'll be back in a week or two I don't know he he just did a solid job drafting no thank you I I'm I was very happy with my team uh at the end of draft the one thing that I I'm a little hesitant on is I'm I'm really tied to that Arizona Cardinals offense. So if the Cardinals have a rough week, then my team will probably suffer a little bit. But I think even on the bad weeks, if, if Connor Murray and Ertz don't really come around, I think Jefferson and Diggs can kind of keep me afloat um, and keep me in most matchups. At least that's the goal. So 
I think I did well. well hey, I'm happy with it. If Ertz flares out, Tank's got you some tight ends for sure. Tank's got you a tight end. Noted. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I really like Murphy. Murphy has actually like pretty solid depth at all positions. Um, Except tight end. Yeah, I, I like your tight ends. I added. Back to- I, made a, I made an ad. I've got Evan Ingram as my backup now. Yeah, I mean, I'm not a huge fan. I'm not a huge fan of like having tight end depth. I don't really think that's necessary, considering that like past like the, you know, the first like six picks, the big guys. It's kind of just a crapshoot after that, and you're just kind of hoping for a hit. Doug Peterson's now the coach of that offense, and he's the one who made Zach Ertz a thing in Philadelphia. So there could be good things on the horizon for Evan Ingram. Only I don't know. Is, only reason I added, who? sorry, only reason I added a backup tight end was because Ertz is questionable for week one, and I I knew I might need somebody. So, and Evan Ingram's worth the dart throw, and and like Birch said, is is Peterson tends to use the tight end slot a lot. I mean, so much that he had two fantasy viable tight ends in, in Philly. So we'll see. I mean, we, who was the? Um, he he came over from the Panthers last year to Jacksonville. Arnold. Tight end. Dan Arnold. The other yeah, the Arnold. other postman. He runs a different postal route. Yeah, I mean, like Dan Arnold. I mean, I would put more trust in him than I would in Evan Ingram. Evan Ingram hasn't been a thing in what four years? Five He's, years? Yeah, I mean, it's it's like I said, it's a dart throw. I mean, but no, I the, agree. The thing, I agree. Yeah, Jackson Jackson. Sorry, we're we're getting really off topic, but Jacksonville just has a, a, a host of options. I mean, Trevor Trevor Lawrence should take a step a step forward, and anybody could really be his favorite target at this point. And Evan Ingram is kind of just an athletic freak, so. It just it it, it yeah. was literally a waiver wire dart throw. It's not. I don't think it's worth the time we're giving it. But cool. I like my team. Nope. <laughs> well, there was something else that happened during that draft, right in the middle, and Doctor Sunshine kind of touched on it. But we've got to discuss the trade between Brandon and Zach, uh, where Brandon sent Tony Pollard to Zach straight up for Joe Burrow. It was yeah, that was interesting I mean, because we have never had an actual trade in the middle of the draft. It's the first time we've had this in this league in the now ten plus years that we've going on that we've we've been going on this. It was funny because when we took our break, uh, what was it round nine? I saw Zach and and Brando just kind of huddled up by the draft board, a little too close. I heard them just kind of talking a little bit, and I was like, "What's going on?" And they were both like, "You'll see, you'll see." And then obviously they had it kind of queued up to where Zach would take. Burrow and he would ship him right off. So I mean, it worked out. I'm did it. I'm not like I think we touched on this. I I touched on it a lot, so I'll, I'll back off. I wouldn't have made that trade if I was Brandon. Uh, I think Zach got the better end of the deal. But yeah, I mean, I, I'm inclined to agree. I don't understand why. I, I guess Brandon really doesn't trust Tom Brady. Zach um, already had Burrow. Yeah. Yeah. No, um, I, I understand. Zach Zach got a oh yeah a good running back in the ninth round. Oh, yeah, he Four. definitely did. And, I mean, what was neat about it, I know what Brandon was doing. He was stacking Chase and Burr. Oh, 100%. Like, he wanted he wanted that stack. But I don't think that's – personally, I don't – I think Burrow is a great quarterback. I don't think he's a great fantasy quarterback. And I don't think he's worth the value that Pollard brings to the table, um, specifically when you already had a quarterback on your roster. I, I'd, I'd get it a little bit more if Brandon didn't draft Tom Brady two rounds before. But now, mm-hmm. now Brandon has – Trade bait. If anybody wants a quarterback, apparently I don't know if he didn't announce it. So maybe he wants both of them. I don't fucking know. Um, maybe. But yeah, yeah. I mean, because Joe Burrow, I, I know he finished top ten last season, but I think most of his 
points came from like his last three games or something. Like it was, it was not like an even perform. I, I don't know. I just, it's a very odd choice, Brandon. But you know, it's your team. You do what you do. I don't want to face Brandon on the weeks that Jamar Chase goes fucking bananas, though. Like that's, agree. Not a fun matchup. <laughs> yeah. So we have a new segment. This uh, we're gonna try and keep this going for the rest of the season. It, it's a little personal touch. We have a group chat that we obviously use very regularly, almost too regularly, for some our, would say. Yeah, My, for our listeners in Germany and yeah, Vietnam. Our, and, our foreign-born listeners in, in Germany, <laughs> bonjour, hola, como estas? Um, but yeah, we have a group chat that the 12 of us are in. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, so we have a group chat that obviously we're all in. Uh, my wife says we use it too regularly and refers to us as uh, boyfriends and you guys are my spouses, which I mean... Whatever. Uh, they're just joking. Whatever. Uh, but we figured we would summarize a, a, a moment of the week that we talk about. Some random shit. So I'm going to turn it over to Chad. The most important moment was the urinal question, to me anyway. I found it very interesting how there was a wide range of answers. Even though there was clearly just one answer. You have five toilets, all right? Some asshole picks the second from the left. Which toilet do you go to? Like, how many do you have left? And the answer is clearly you have two. You have urinal number four and urinal number five because you need at least one urinal between you and the other guy. That's just simple logic. However, my wife said, no, no. There is only one toilet left remaining because in her mind, once it, it was basically like a Schrodinger's cat, but with a urinal, basically once you, the observer see a person go into the toilet, you can no longer use the toilet anymore. You can't pee in two toilets. However, as Brandon Stewart pointed out, there's no rule that says you can't pee in two toilets. You can easily pee in two toilets. You're an asshole, but you can pee in two urinals. <laughs> also, Allie's pregnant. But more importantly, the urinal thing. The yeah. fact is... <laughs> yeah, I mean, the, the, ur- the urinal point was, was clearly the moment of the week. Congratulations, by the way. Baby number two, much less important than baby yeah. number one. Sorry, baby number two, whenever you listen to this, because let's be honest, you, yeah. will go, you will go back and listen to dad's, dad's old material. Um, yeah, I'm sorry, Jax, you're so big. But I, urinal is very important. I read this question as how many urinals are available for, like, an option. And, I like, there's only one, one urinal that you can really take. Like, it's either four or five. Like, you don't really have, exactly. yeah, like, it's, it, it doesn't matter which one you take. Because once, once, once that one is taken, there are no more urinals available. Right, so there's only, but you as the person, yes. you have two you have, you have two urinals to choose from. I understand that. I just read the question in a different way. It was, it was posed, <laughs> I took it for what it, what it was worth. That's here, Birch. <laughs> See, my thoughts on it are, it's... You have to be thinking a step ahead. So it's down to just one urinal for me. You have to go to the fifth urinal because you have to be thinking about that next person who comes up. If you go to the fourth urinal, then there are two two spots where that next person can stand that he'll be next to. But if you go to the fifth spot, there's one spot that person can come to. Mm -hmm. So you go from having a 66% chance of that next person coming up and pissing next to you to a 33% chance. Numbers, man. What a, numbers. What a surprise. The numbers, man, comes with a fucking mathematical equation. Um, yeah, I'm not really... I, I get what you're saying. Like, 
you're thinking of the person behind you and trying to be less of an asshole for, I'm not, for I'm number three. No, I'm not. I'm worried about the dick in my hand and the piss that I have to get out of my bladder. Yeah. So, exactly. yeah, I, I, I applaud you for, for thinking of the next man up and the, and the on-deck circle. But to be honest, person number one didn't give a, give a fuck about me. I, it's it's like if you go to a, a fast food restaurant and there's a money train or a food train going on and everybody's paying for the meal behind them. If that person says I'm fuck you, I'm not I'm not saying fuck. I'm I'm worried about me. I'm paying for my meal. Yeah. I'm worried about my piss, and I'm moving the fuck on. That's true. And again, dollars to donuts. If if all those toilets were taken, let's be honest, we're just we're just gonna pee it. Yeah, I mean, or I mean, yeah. the other option is option number six because there's five urinals. You can just go pee in the sink. I mean, if you got to go, you got to mm-hmm. go. Yeah, we've all been to a baseball game before. The trough was the best idea that they ever had at a stadium. I went to, I think we went to Clemson. Lynette and I were just outside of Clemson for our baby moon. And we went to like the bars downtown to grab lunch. And I grabbed, I grabbed a drink. There was a trough in the bar, in this college bar. And I just, I walked in. First off, the bar just smelled like piss and shit. And the bathroom was probably the dirtiest bathroom I've been to in 15 years. But there was a trough. Yeah. And I was like, this is just interesting. I, I don't think it's the best idea. I applaud you for thinking of that, but no, uh, eh, not my, not my go-to. Just go pee in the sink. Be civilized. Animal. <laughs> All right. Thanks everybody for listening. Be sure to follow us on social media. We are on Instagram at Glittergate FFB and on TikTok at Glittergate the league. Good luck in week one, everyone until next week. This is your host Murphy and your co-host Dr. Sunshine. And I'll speak for the commissioner as well. Reminding everybody to embrace the sparkle. Have a good week, everyone.